Welcome to The Meteor Podcast, a weekly news show about what's going on in the media community. This episode is for Friday, May 22nd, 2015. This week's episode is brought to you by Modulus.io. They are the single best hosting option available for Meteor right now. Go to Modulus.io and check them out. They offer a marketplace, they offer you Mongo databases, it's very easy to integrate with other Mongo databases. You know, they offer WebSocket support with sticky sessions. They do everything right for your Meteor app. I use them for everything that I'm doing. I would highly recommend you use them as well. Modulus.io. Welcome, Meteor fans. I'm your host, Josh Owens, along with my outdoor co-host. <laughs> Rye Walker. Nice. It looks so nice out, man. It is nice out today. It's like a perfect temperature here in Cincinnati. Like I know. It's 72. ridiculous. We, uh, we just got like a back patio area set up, and I think I might like go out there and enjoy the, the workspace that we have out there now. Yeah, making you jealous, huh? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess, you know, I could like, I could haul this mic out there, but then like the trains would be horrible. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this week we are talking about $20 million. Mm. Scaling Meteor to 20,000. On the 20s. Yeah. A model layer with 20s. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Angular and React and Null Chat. Null Chat? Null Chat. All right. <laughs> so if you haven't heard yet, I don't know what rock you're hiding under. <laughs> but Meteor just announced that they got $20 million in funding. 20 so more. if I do my math right... Here the one. They're at $31 million so far that they've taken in in funding. Yeah. That's a lot of cash. Very impressive. Indeed. <laughs> On an open source to... framework, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, is, 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 is it just an open source framework? You know? Well, yeah. So that, that's the interesting thing, right? Like, the first round of funding, I think, was maybe gotten on the fact that it was an open source framework and yeah. maybe they do hosting. And now, you know, I, I had a chance to talk with Matt about it a little bit and he told a story about like convincing uh, Andreessen Horowitz for the next round and they went in and showed off their mobile local marketplace or whatever that they did, yeah. the little demo app. And, you know, it was only 500 lines of code and it was like almost a full-fledged like supermarket social network where you could share recipes and pictures and follow people and all kinds of stuff. And I don't know, like he, he said that was like a, a huge selling point that they were able to build that mobile app in 500 lines of code and it ran natively, you know, on iOS or Android. So I don't know. I say kudos to them, you know, it's pretty crazy too. Like I, I'm out talking to like institutional seed investors right now and still not many people they may have heard of Meteor, but they don't know what it is. You know, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm like, yeah, but mobile's getting really big. So I'm like, uh, Meteor does mobile too. In fact, it's probably more mobile apps are being built now with Meteor now than, than non-mobile apps. I'm, you know, I'll probably guess to say that's a true statement. Hmm. Since I think that's a generally true statement across apps. But, you know, it's just going to take some time for people to realize the you know mobile... What? Let, let, let's find out. Let's ask yeah. our audience. Ooh. So you guys, you guys tweet at Meteor Podcast and tell us if you're doing a web app, a mobile app, or both. Yep. Yeah, you can tweet either mobile, web, or both. Yeah. We'll report we'll next week. Yeah. yeah. 
we'll do a little poll. <laughs> yeah, I bet you will be surprised. You know, like the both and the mobile, I think is going to be higher than, than originally thought. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We'll see. We'll find out. Um, it's, the, it's the start of the next chapter, and I think it's the start of what I'll, you know, the, the, the scaling of Meteor, especially once Galaxy's out and has a good story, which I, you know, I have every faith these guys are going to build something that's pretty awesome and noteworthy. It'll, it'll catch some eyes. And I think, uh, you know, 2016 is going to be a, a year where we really see Meteor um, start accumulating uh, significant market share. Yeah, I, I totally know, agree. I feel like, I think with Crater, like I always use Crater as my growth metric, but then yeah. the uh, forum coming out kind of put a, put a wrench in that. <laughs> it's back on a growth path again. And I think, I think that that is directly because like I can see the majority of traffic's coming off Google, like people searching and ending, ending up on Crater. And, you know, that, that tells me that the, the search traffic is uh, ratcheting up, mm-hmm. you know, little by little, which tells me more people are interested in talking about it. So, so let's, let's talk about the, the other 20,000 or 20, the other 20, 20 million. Yeah. million. First 20 million. Now we're going to talk about 20,000. <laughs> uh, this is a blog post by... My buddy, uh, David Woody at Differential, yeah. <laughs> he just tells the story of when we launched this app called the Brave app, which was a um, uh, pretty well-trafficked app. Um, we got to test, uh, uh, I should say, Modulus's uh, customer service responsiveness yet again. And, and, of course, they came through with flying colors. Uh, uh, you cheated, though. You cheated. How'd I cheat? <laughs> you, you like texted someone, didn't you? No, I think uh, no, I think I may have popped a support ticket in. Oh, did those you? Guys, okay. Yeah, those guys. Those guys watch it. The founders are on top of it, so nice. <laughs> we didn't realize this, but you can't go more than ten dinos without prior permission. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. How many did you guys end up at? Did you know? Was uh, it like thirty? Yeah, I think we were at thirty at least for some of the time. And then basically, after that first day, I didn't hear anything about this project again, which is yeah. a good sign, right? Like basically, yeah. turning up the, the dinos killed the problems at least to the point that I didn't hear about them. We also had some weird issues with um, maybe maybe we can get Woody to do a post on that around. Um, gosh, what was it? Uh, Different versions of iOS, like iOS 4 and 5, and you know, there's iOS oh, 4, 5, really? and 6. And we had issues with different versions. That's interesting. Yeah, so I would say, you know, for people that aren't familiar with the backstory, like, number one, go read this blog post after you, you watch or listen to this. So I go to church at Crossroads, and this was an app built for Crossroads, which is a population of, like, I don't know, 17,000, 20,000 kind of members that, that come in and they, they go to church on Saturday and Sunday and it's spread out over five services. But really you guys had to deal with like a concentrated block of like people downloading and signing up all within probably 12 or 16 hour period. Yeah. So and people could download and, and sign up in advance, but most didn't. So yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was interesting. I, the, the, the issue with, it was like a really weird problem. Basically when you open up the app and, and certain like iOS five on an older iPhone, it would just crash. And I'm like, you know, like what the hell's going on? Uh, so. Yeah. So I got to see the, the flip side, some of the other challenges. Um, well, one that, that Sunday we went to the 10 o'clock service and you know, I, I immediately like, I knew what this was, you know, so I, I pull up the website and I immediately get like unable to connect to instances and I'm like, hmm, <laughs> this is on modulus. <laughs> and so then I text you like, 
hey, you might need more dinos. And then you're like, there's this servos, servos. Servos. And so you're like, oh, hold on. I'll text Woody. And then like, you know, a couple of minutes later, like everything seemed to be smoothly running again. But, you know, on, on, the, on the flip side, like watching, like we were in a group at our house and, and uh, seeing people trying to interact with the technology. I think, you know, one of those people in our group had an older iPhone that couldn't upgrade to like seven or eight you know, they were having significant troubles and couldn't, couldn't basically get on. And they were trying from their iPad as well and having trouble. I think ultimately she got on using the web, um, yeah. but had, had trouble with IE as well, you know. And so yep. I think it's something to consider, like, you know, even as progressive as this church happens to be, that with such a large population of people, you're going to have a diverse technical, I don't know, what do you call that, install base? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's interesting. Like the very first problem was that I forget if it was the live site or the or the version of the app that was inside of the iOS app. But basically, we had deployed a uh, a version of it without Polymer's Vulcanize um, happening, which meant that there was like a hundred HTTP requests happening really, really fast. And apparently, I mean, that you wouldn't think that should crash an iOS app. <laughs> but it does. Uh, that, you know, fixing that solved part of the problem, and I think there were a few other things. But maybe we'll get Woody to tell that story once the pain is uh, worn off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think it's done now, right? So, like, yeah. Our, our last, like, we decided to have a sixth meeting, and we're doing that tonight. Yeah. We're just grilling out and drinking beer. So, yep. So it was awesome. pretty cool. Like two point nine million records popped into our that is, Mongo database. That is that. awesome. Yeah, so it can scale, nice. uh, but, day, but day ones are never going to be fun. You don't know what you, what's wrong with the app until you, you know. Know. The real question I would have is like, what does that look like as far as the setup goes? Like, is that one compose, you know, op log enabled instance that you guys used for that? Uh, yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll ask that question. Okay. What if you're listening, you owe us a blog post. <laughs> keep talking about it. All yeah. right. Cool. So uh, next post from... Our good buddy, David Weldon. You know, I don't know if he listens to this show. I've never asked him. He's like uh, the number two guy answering uh, meteor questions on Stack Overflow. Hmm. And he said he can never be number one. Apparently, it's, it's just too hard. Who's <laughs> number one? Uh, some other guy over in the UK. But he's got such a lead that he can never catch uh, up. As long as that guy's doing it every day, no way he can <laughs> catch up. He wrote about a monolayer and I thought this was interesting and it's worth talking about. Like he's, he's talking about transforms and that kind of thing. Uh, and then at the end he, he mentions collection helpers as well. And it's a good read. Um, actually Woody's written a similar post as well about using transform and how most people don't realize it's there. And so the idea is, uh, you know, with a transform you can specify, it's not a prototype, but I think it's their functions that get run or something and applied as the data comes out of the database. And so mm-hmm. when you're working with a collection, when you get an individual item out of that collection, like let's just call that a model. Like I always call it a model. So when you're working with the individual model, like you can decorate functions and methods on top of that. And so you can do things like, I don't know, for me, like I'm, were you ever a fan of uh, fat model skinny controllers? Yeah, Rails, Rails land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jameis, Jameis Buck wrote a post about that a long time ago, and it was about encapsulating the, the business logic with the models. Yeah. And I, I tend to do that a lot, and I'm, I'm finding this pattern to be quite enjoyable now. 
basically, uh, you know, I'll write some helper methods and I'll use this collection helpers to apply them. But, uh, you know, when I need to get to do some kind of calculations or something, my choices are either to write a template helper or to go write a collection helper. And to me, the collection helper is ultimately a better thing because it's, it's reusable in more spots. I don't have to go write a global helper, like template global helper, or I don't have to like rewrite that code anywhere. I'm just doing it in the collection. I think it belongs in the collection. You know, for me, if uh, you're outputting some kind of HTML, that should be a template helper or you're rearranging so it looks nice in HTML, that's a template helper. If you're just taking some data and maybe combining like first name and last name, like I would put that in a collection helper. And so that's, that's kind of what this blog post is talking about. It's interesting to me, like we've been using models, the concept of a model since I started using Meteor. You know, it's like it's never, ever, never really been a question. So, but it's interesting though, because like, you know, if people aren't, you know, people aren't coming from our code base and our experience, they have to think about this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. So I, you know what I'd love to see if someone's got some time, they should make a package. And this is what Woody was alluding to in his post. David talks about in his post, like he's got some finder methods and some connection methods for like making, um, like finding a related author to a blog post or something. I'd love to see someone make like a, like a has many or like a belongs to type connector. And so we could describe out when we have like a a post ID and an author ID on a various thing, we could make that like wire that relationship. So you get these methods automatically between the two. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. The one thing we do, I don't know if if you do this too, but like if there's meteor methods related to a a, a given collection, uh, we'll generally put those in the same file. Yeah. Yeah. I'll always look at my meteor method and try to decide what data is it working on? And if it's working on like one specific collection, I'll put it in with the, uh, the collection file itself. Yeah. Yeah. We actually name it like model slash method name. Oh yeah. Really easy nice. to, to, to figure out like if you see the method, like where is that method coming from? Well, mm. it kind of, I mean, it's I guess kind of, kind of a hack so that you have to put that in a string. Yeah. No, I, I like that idea actually quite a bit. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, where are we at? Next topic. That was a good one, though. Uh, models. Use models. Indeed. Angular and React. Angular and React. Wait, is that me? Is that me? Yeah, that's okay. you. <laughs> the order changed here. This is weird. Did it? No, I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, I'm the one drinking beer, man. What the Jeez, heck? I'm just drinking <laughs> Coke Zero. Uh, all right, so great post in InfoWorld uh, from, what day was this? Yesterday. It's, it's interesting. Like, it's, it's clearly a story that was, um, uh, you know, they probably sure meteors with their announcement, funding announcements, reaching out to different media sources and talking about what they're going for. But I, the angle here is that Meteor is not competitive with Angular or React. It's actually uh, compatible with it. And Perfect. I really like this attitude of Meteor that, you know, we're not trying to build something that's going to exclude people. It's, it's, we want it to be flexible. So it just kind of, um, it's a pretty short article, but. I think it's interesting. Another note here is that it looks like uh, Yuri Gold, Goldstein? Goldstein, yeah. Goldstein is, has joined uh, Meteor. Indeed. Yeah, I found that really, really interesting, right? So he's the guy that was leading the way with Meteor and Angular. And I had no idea they had hired him, you know? I'd, I'd love to see a similar announcement with, like, them hiring Ben Green and uh, bringing him into part of the team for 
more database support. But I, I, I love seeing this, you know, like yeah. to me, so I think there's a couple of interesting things here. Number one, that this announcement came out, it actually didn't mention the funding. So, you know, I think we're, we're maybe seeing the effects of the new VP of marketing they hired. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, and then also, you know, for anyone that's paying attention to the right signals, I think, uh, you know, hearing about react and the fact that they're interested in integrating is no shocker to me. If you look at like Sashko and, Avatar and uh, David Greenspan and like there's a number of people that are playing with react and Ben uh, the other Ben Newman um, They're like they're all trying to figure out a way to smartly integrate react with meteor and uh, So it, it it's no shock to me that they're doing that and I think bringing Yuri onto the team is a, is a smart smart move You know he can certainly advise to where they can make changes to make it easier and uh, maybe even advise whoever's doing the, the React work to, to get it done faster. Who knows? I think that the interesting, one of the interesting angles here is that we, people, you know, some people want to say, like, replace Blaze with React. And I don't think Meteor's going to do that. They're not going to basically anoint React as the framework that you, everyone should use. They just have a different attitude about this kind of stuff. Like, they'll call a, a winner a winner only when it's, like, Clearly, Clear. ahead. yeah, like yeah. 90% winner, not 80% yeah. winner. So, you know, Matt had an interesting quote about that, and he said, if you took a look at the kind of the JavaScript framework war that happened early on, you know, it looked like um, what were some of them? There was MooTools, and there was jQuery. I think MooTools actually came first, and there was another one, Scriptaculous came with Rails and that kind of stuff. And if you looked at that stuff, like you would think maybe MooTools was going to be the winner early on, but then jQuery came out of nowhere and just kind of like blew away the competition, and it's the one that's still around today. Like, I'm sure MooTools is maybe around today. I don't know, but nobody uses it. I don't know. Maybe they yeah. do. <laughs> just offended six people, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, it, you're absolutely right. Like, how do you pick that, that winner? You don't. Yeah. Like, let's just maybe support the the big front runners and make it easier. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, there's no way that there's not. You know, Angular is not going away. Neither is React. So there is not going to be a winner there. Yeah. And then, of course, Meteor has its own things. It'll be really interesting to see someone who's got like a React front end with a Postgres back end Meteor app. It's going to feel like not Meteor, right? <laughs> That's like you're using like a third of what Meteor originally was. Maybe. I mean, I think as long as you're using DDP and mm -hmm. like live Postgres looks similar to live, live or mini Mongo, mini Postgres yeah. looks like mini Mongo. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like it's going to be too crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's exciting though. It's, we got a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting things to happen in the ecosystem. So yeah, I, you know, honestly to me, like anytime they're able to take the modularity that already exists within Meteor and like change out the pieces and the players. Like, I think that's just going to become a more compelling story for people to kind of come in and use it to me. Yeah. Someone upvoted null chat. That's why the order changed on me. Oh, we totally messed that up. <laughs> that's all, right. all right. All right. So the <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I shared the list with the uh, the Meteor Club Slack chat room. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm guessing. So the the guy that wrote Noel Chat just joined the the Media Club chat room as well. Uh, okay. um, I'm guessing maybe he upvoted it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's talk about that. Yes. So Noel Chat, this is really like I don't know. This is one of those mind blowing been one of those mind-blowing weeks for me. So uh, last Friday, you know, I was doing the, the May Fate thing, having the, the fun out here. And then I came back and we did the podcast and then I did a, an air pair and the guy wanted to air pair on this like Slack clone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't put two and two together, even after we had finished the podcast, that the Slack clone he was working on was uh, the impact project that we had talked about last week. And uh, he had taken the, the version of that and he had been playing around with it and trying to add some features. And uh, so we added some features. We got like uh, private messaging going and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, all of a sudden I started hearing about Space Talk and it turns out they renamed Impact Space Talk. So they've got a Slack chat room as well, which is growing by leaps and bounds. And uh, I got in there and started talking to the, the null chat guy. And it turns out he spent like, you know, six months, like every day, just working on this null chat project as a way to kind of level up his meteor experience. Um, Matt's his name. And he, uh, he's done a really interesting job. So the UI is completely his own. Uh, I think he went with semantic UI, but he's replicated quite a bit of Slack functionality you know, he wasn't sure what to do, like what's the right thing for the community and there's a bit of a struggle on like, should he open source it? Because now there's this this big kind of movement around uh, Space Talk. And I told him like, you should totally just open source it, post it on Crater, you know, people are interested, you know, maybe they'll jump in and help. If not, I think the thing is like, he's got more knowledge than anyone else about building a Meteor chat application. So you know, help guide the community and maybe take some of his source code and contribute it to space talk as well. Yeah. You know? And, um, I don't know. It was an interesting conversation because he would, he would love credit for null chat because he wants to get a job working full time with media, you know, which, which I think open source helps, but really I think it's just a signal that you care enough to like research and do great things on your own outside of just being hired by a company, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I think it's, you know, you do, you do yourself no service by keeping things hidden, even though, you know, you, you're, you know, there's always the competitive fear and all that, but I love that open sourced it, you know, post to forums. Hey, look what I built. Anyone need help building their meteor app? Um, you know, the, he's following the right path to, to getting, I mean, this is a, this is a project with 394 commits. It tells me he's, He's got some uh, dedication to um, <laughs> sticking with something. Uh, so that's huge. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think we, we had, I think it was a recent talk on the Meteor Club podcast where we were talking about like how to get a job in Meteor. And certainly open source is one good way. And I'd say blogging is another, right? Like he should blog about his experience mm-hmm. building it and the challenges and all that kind of stuff because that stuff like, little by little as you put out those blog posts, I think it's going to build up a little mind share and a little knowledge about his name. And then when you potentially go in and, and someone wants to hire you, like, you know, when you, when you talk to Colin over at Differential, you know, you can point him at, at your blog and he's going to be like, oh, look at all these technical posts. Like, you're going to look a little more interesting to hire, in my opinion. Yep. 
especially because, for example, and Differential is always looking for people who are Blogging. down to, to blog. Yeah, we lost a we lost a huge uh, marketing <laughs> uh, person about a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't recovered from that. Very true. Very true. <laughs> I recently lost one too. Oh wait, uh, no, I haven't blogged in like two months, so I got to back on it myself. <laughs> I got a good one coming out though. I'm gonna do. Uh, I got a meteor security checklist, and uh, if you join the the meteor club mailing list you'll you'll get that uh in your inbox a little pdf and then i'm going to put together like a mega security kind of blog post roundup list together in a couple of days uh as part of this so kind of interesting cool was that our last topic it was <laughs> by way of like anything messing up all our list <laughs> anything else new going on with you yeah, just uh, I, w- I would say like that checklist has, has been a focus and I'll have a, personally, I'll have a, an interesting announcement probably in the next week or two as well uh, hmm. with uh, kind of consulting type work. Should Got it. Interesting. Yeah. That's a lot just, of demand. Yeah. For me, it's just mostly working. You know, it's funny. We were talking about the mobile versus web, like, I am absolutely full time on a mobile app right now and nothing else. So, you know, see, not, so you got to tweet that to the podcast because we want to count your vote. Indeed, I, I will. I will. And I'll have, um, I've got a, I've got an assistant uh, who works in Oregon, and I'll have her go through and kind of tally up, and we'll maybe we'll make a nice pie chart or something. Should be interesting. What about you? Anything exciting or interesting? Oh yeah, always. Why not? <laughs> gotta live right um, now we're, we're actually uh, I'm just now actually working today on astronomer.io it's a new a new product we're working on so oh nice uh, is that the thing you know. that you uh, you were looking for a name on yeah and it was awesome The it's I, by the way if you're ever trying to here's a little uh, naming tip right come up with 10 crappy names of your own Put it on Lister.io, which is, <laughs> and then invite thirty of your smart friends to to iterate on that. And like two two hours later, you you end up with a great name. Nice. Uh, we did that with Differential. Do you remember? When we I were do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gerard was the one that came up with Differential, I believe. Yeah. This time, this time, uh, Caleb, who works at uh, Liquid, tossed out the Astronomer IO, and immediately I got several emails like, "Oh, that's a great name." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I agree." <laughs> Register. Nice. Nice. So yeah, so we chose a name. Uh, maybe I'll talk a little bit more about it next week. I'm still like so deep into trying to figure out how to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. No. Sounds good. Yeah. Look forward to it. Yep. All right, man. All right, guys. Thanks for we tuning talk. in. We'll uh, be back next week with more meteor news for you to consume. And remember, if you want to support us, go to Patreon.com/slash/MeteorClub or go check out Modulus.io for all your hosting needs. They are meteor experts. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. This podcast has been a Meteor Club production. You can find out more information about Meteor Club at meteorjs.club. It's pretty easy to join the mailing list and stay in the loop. Again, that's meteorjs.club. <laughs>